Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host for this week, Park Parkinson. Joining me is Amber Stewart. Hello, Hi, hello, Amber. hello. <laughs> we are here for minute 75, the 75th minute from one hour, 14 minutes, zero seconds in, to one hour, 14 minutes, and 59 seconds in. In this minute, Helen says that Google says that Blanc is the world's greatest detective. <laughs> Assuming all of these uh, names here are... Birdie J, Duke Cody, Claire DeBella, and Lionel Toussaint. The shithead. She sends that email, nobody writes back anything, and then the next day, she's dead in the garage with sleeping pills in her system? I searched every inch of every room in her house, and guess what wasn't there? The red envelope. Compelling. Google said you are the world's greatest detective. Somebody like me takes something like this about a group of rich folk with an army full of lawyers. What if one was to get them alone, isolated for a weekend with, in your words, the world's greatest detective? Here we get the compelled line that we were looking forward to. Oh, yes. The, I, I'm compelled. That's how you uh, know. That's how he know our boy is in. That's a good catchphrase. It's, 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 a, it's his own um, game is afoot. Mm-hmm. Um, catchphrase. Exactly. <laughs> Helen is laying it all out. Uh, she shows him the email, lets him go through it, and we, you know, lets him see that picture of uh, of Andy looking um, smug and clever, mm-hmm. and then flat out says, you know, Google says you're the world's greatest detective, so that's why I'm here. Which, you know, she knows exactly how to get him on the case. Oh, she yeah. Enticed him with a mystery, with the idea of this really incredible person. This actually, this does remind me a little bit of of Knives Out. Because very often, it seems like murder mysteries kind of make you feel a little bit better about their about the murder. By, by making the, the victim... Uh, a terrible, awful person, mm-hmm. and um, Christie would do that a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, in particular, um, a lot of like the the Poirot mysteries have have real jerks uh, as the as the <laughs> victims. Um, Murder she wrote. I remember doing that oh, a lot, yeah. talking about like Marple uh, Marple esque um, stories who were earlier, and both times here. The person who's died, well, not like necessarily a hundred percent good and, and pure person, um, has been a rather phenomenal person. Mm-hmm. Like Andy seems like she was a really incredible person, an incredible brain, an incredible person. Yeah. And the same thing for the um, uh, plumber's character from *Knives Out*. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, both yeah. an incredible brain and an incredible person. Yeah, kind of a truly self-made man, which is rare. Yeah, through through his literary talent. Yes. Through, through his yeah, um, and and Andy also seemed to have, have has come up from very little. Um, yeah, and built herself an empire with yeah. unfortunately the wrong people around her. Yeah, sadly, yeah. in particular, uh, Miles was a, was a was a bad choice, and the rest of them weren't great either and they all turned on her at a moment Mm -hmm. Uh, 
but a really incredible person that that makes you want the mystery to be solved partially for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want justice for that character. Yeah, yeah. I feel like very often, especially sort of, you know, the kind of mysteries that this is riffing on or based on, um, you care a lot for the either the accused who didn't actually do it mm-hmm. or for um, maybe the person who otherwise will get robbed of all the money or something like that. But usually, or, or at least very often the victim is like, well, yeah, he was, awful. I don't feel so yeah. bad for them. Yeah, they were <laughs> awful. <laughs> but in this, in this case, both times they've been really interesting and, and compelling and, and kind of incredible characters. Um, and, Helen also is interesting, compelling, and and uh, she again, like she might not be Andy, but she knows exactly how not just to butter Blanc up. Though I think he did enjoy <laughs> that Google says he is the world's greatest detective. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but also, you know, she's the way she's laid things out to entice him has been really effective for him. Yeah, I I wrote in my notes here that. I think earlier in our minutes, she mentions that Andy had the brains and the guts for the both of them. And I think she's not giving herself enough credit here. Yeah. I think she's incredibly smart and incredibly clever. And if not exactly on the same level of reading and understanding people as Blanc, very close to it. And that's probably again yeah. third grade teacher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sure. She, I bet she knows exactly what's going on in her classroom all the time. And I would, absolutely, I would much rather be in a glass onion situation where, you know, somebody's got a gun and somebody's got poison than I would be running a classroom of third graders. They're so scary. They're so scary, yeah, Park. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might lose your life in one, but what about your soul? Yeah, your you know? dignity I, <laughs> and your sanity. I feel like I would, I would feel less in danger on the, yeah. on the Greek island or in the mansion of murder. I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, no, g- give me the adults with the, with the, uh, yeah, with personality the complexes. Yeah, not the yeah. small children Thanks. just learning what Thanks. empathy is <laughs> <laughs> and how to subvert it. Oh, yeah, no. I, I would. <laughs> I think she's really impressive. And uh, you mentioned before, like she's kind of like their Batman and Robin. We said in the pre-chat, you likened her to Irene Adler, not the Irene Adler of the Sherlock Mm -hmm. or, or elementary, but of like in the original story where she is kind of, I mean, she really is like Holmes equal because Mm -hmm. as you said, she is both smart and clever. She is, she has the brains and also the, the quick wit, and yes. to, to match that perceptiveness, Helen seems very much like that. I totally agree. Yes. And yeah, a lot of parallels in both the Conan Doyle, Irene Adler, and Helen bringing down a king in either a literal sense or in his own mind, you know, a, yeah. a titan of industry. With in, the or, contents of an envelope. Yeah, with the contents of an envelope in order to go off and live her life happily having solved this, this thing and using, not using in a bad sense, but engaging with the detective in order to make that happen and leading the detective down the path that they want the order of things to happen in and not just, you know, handing off the, the reins to someone else, but 
sort of running the show from behind yeah. the scenes. Oh, and there's even there's even a search for this. Okay, okay. So it's the <laughs> it's the the Iliad, and then there were none. Oh. And uh, scandal. If you have not, if readers, listeners, readers, listeners, <laughs> if you haven't read Scandal in Bohemia. Uh, that's another uh, major influence I had not thought of until you brought this up, Amber. Scandal in Bohemia, as th- that's the that's the the one story with Irene Adler. Uh, check that out. It's oh, a yes. it's a short it's a short home story. That's it's got to be like less than twenty pages. Yeah, it's one of those um, shorter shorter mysteries. Yeah, it's it is it is brief, it's, but and yet still managed to have a couple little action sequences. And there's a fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's a really good adaptation. In the uh, the '80s Sherlock Holmes with Jeremy Brett. Oh, Jeremy Brett, um, such an amazing Sherlock Holmes. He, he truly he was so the, good. He was the best. It, uh, and and not if you if you find uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, a handsome fellow, uh, Jeremy Brett not a million miles away. Um, They've got could, that could, like, nose. Could could be his <laughs> uncle. Uh, and also like kind of slick, his his hair is all slicked back a little more like what. What uh, Cumberbatch looks like in the um, in the one Victorian yeah, episode. Yeah, it follows do. more closely the illustrations of like kind of classic Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. that's what Jeremy Brett's Holmes is dressed as. Yes, uh, and Brett also played him like he was a kind of um, maniacally obsessive character. Mm-hmm. He brought a lot of that out. Yeah, um, a little impish energy, I would say. <laughs> yes, and also I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah. Anyway, there's a there's a uh, there's an excellent uh, adaptation of that mm-hmm. there, and I like their Irene Adler a lot too. Yes. I can't call the actress's name, but she's she's very good. And yeah, I had not thought about that as an inspiration for this plot, um, but I could totally see that as being one of the things on Ryan Johnson's desk. When he is, um, he's writing his his plot for Glass Onion. Yeah, he put it together usual sus- suspect style. Where, you know, he had like a poster showing like the Iliad book cover, and then <laughs> <laughs> he had a copy of Scandal in uh, Bohemia. <laughs> in my my mind, I am I'm it's Charlie, right? I've got the red uh, string behind yes. me connecting all these things together. Yeah, I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah, Ryan's sweating um, yeah. listening to this episode. He's like, they've got me. They know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I and you can see, well, she gets his gears turning. You can see, uh, you can see Blanc like again getting getting compelled, um, not just buttered up, but really interested. Mm-hmm. And then this our minute, this minute ends with him kind of giving her a bit of caution. He says, "You want to hire me to go to that island? It's a stupid idea, right?" Listen, I want to be clear. Huh? I'm not Batman. I can find you the truth. I can help you find the truth. You know, I'm I'm not Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which sounds because... like something Batman would say. I'm right. Well, just yeah. Saying. Well, uh, Batman would say I am Batman, but uh, yeah. he would he would also <laughs> downplay perhaps what he could accomplish. I think Bruce I... Wayne would say he is not Batman. Well, that's true. Batman says he's Batman. <laughs> there is. Were you? We already obviously know because we've watched the the first part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you're if you're if you're if you're watching this minute by minute with us, you still already know that obviously Andy and Blanc both go to the island. But there's a really good bit in here 
out of my favorite bits out of these five minutes where she says, you know, I, I can't do anything about this because they're rich. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the movie's like baldest. Hey, this is the one of the commentaries on money. Like it's, it's one of those moments. <laughs> yeah, like, listen up. <laughs> we, yeah, it's the, it's the only person we really have a lot of time with who not only isn't rich, but isn't even like a hanger on of rich people. You know, like, like Peg isn't rich, but she is the secretary of a rich person. Mm -hmm. Her career depends on them. Helen lives in a totally different world. Mm -hmm. And she, but she is very, very aware of that. And she says, you know, if I go to the cops with this, with my suspicions, they're all rich. Nothing is going to happen. Yep. But you, and he says, but me, you know, we, I can get them alone on an island for a weekend and and then she goes ah it's a stupid idea isn't it and it's it becomes really clear in that moment that she had that idea she's led him here she's gotten him to think of doing this (laughs) she she got blanc to imagine this kind of crazy plan where he pretends that he got a box like everyone else did Mm -hmm. and is going to go to the island and and then you think at the at a moment at the end, like maybe he's gonna then gonna back out. And part of what she does by saying it's a crazy idea, isn't it? Is like that is almost like a sitcom where you know the whole screen's gonna flip <laughs> over and it's gonna be them on the boat or something. Yep. And you know, like no, 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 it's definitely gonna happen now because someone said it's a crazy idea. Or it's like saying, but it's a it's a million to one chance it'll never work. Like okay, we're doing that thing. Yep. Uh, but we know, and here here come spoilers uh that uh she's uh, spoilers with giant quote marks as we've already seen this she's gonna go too and that's gonna be the next twist for them is he's gonna say no no, i'm gonna do it you're gonna go with me Mm -hmm. it only it only really works if you're there too yes yeah especially as if one of those people is a murderer seeing that murdered person arrive on the island is going to cause them to do something, right? And they're they're gonna they're gonna want to. They're possibly going to want to kill her, but they're yes. definitely going to be thrown off. Yes, from what they thought was going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If our in our earlier episodes, I felt that the hook was Blanc sort of perking his head up when uh, Helen says that uh, you know my sister did not commit suicide. I think the line is when he dramatically reveals his gla- uh, removes his glasses again, and then the sinker is when he says "compelling." <laughs> that's, yeah, that's his catchphrase. He is compelled. It is I'm compelling. Compelled, yeah. <laughs> compelled. Yeah. There's also, I mean, this moment feels all the more heartbreaking because mm-hmm. now I really like Helen. Helen is like a new favorite character, yes. and. The last time we saw Helen before the flashback, as far as we know, she's just been shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, especially not, with their minutes this point, of Blanc being like, hey, listen, spoilers I'm not ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and then this horrible Spoilers thing. ahead from here on in. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, I'm sorry. What, what oh, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, well, first of all, Blanc is rich and he solves crimes. I mean, that's essentially Batman. That's what Batman does. Uh, <laughs> I think. Yeah, and, and is the world's greatest the world's gre- Yeah, he's the world's greatest Yeah, that's detective. his thing. Yeah, he's like a he's like a, a Sherlock Holmes superhero. Yeah, 
he just also happens to be very wealthy. That's his other superpower that he has the money. And a ninja. To, yeah, and a ninja. But you know, you have to have money to bu- to build that gym, to build that underground bat cave. Oh, yeah. Uh, to pay Alfred enough money to not go somewhere else and tell everyone <laughs> what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's clearly well off. He might not be, you know, filthy rich. We don't really... But he seems comfortable, especially in this beautiful yeah, home Yeah, I don't think has. Blanc is hurting... Like, when Blanc is, is upset because he doesn't have a case, he mm-hmm. doesn't say, plus rent is due and I gotta pay this <laughs> bill or like a, I can't go to the doctor because yeah. I don't have enough money. To, my insurance ran out because no. I'm self-employed being a private Ex- detective. Exactly. He he seems to either come from money or he is comfortable. And he also dresses like... Like he both like he both is very fashion conscious and mm-hmm. has cash. Yes. Um, yeah, and yeah. it's the kind of... He does the kind of dressing that says to me, old money... Um, because it's not the latest fashion. And in fact, looks a little bit old fashioned, like when he's wearing his swimming costume, as we saw yes. earlier in the, the movie, you know, he appears to come from a world that has a set style for men of like, you know, when you are a certain age, you wear this, you wear your smoking uh, gown in the house so that you don't get yeah. cigar ash on your button down. You know, he dresses in a way that exudes that energy to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that style is 1897. Yes. <laughs> to, to 1925. He, somewhere in oh, there. Yeah. Park, do you think Blanc is a time Lord? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he could also be in a who episode. That would be great. Um, yeah. Again, Ryan, just I could let totally us know. imagine. I could, I could, I could one hundred percent imagine he got he got sick of time travel. He settled down here in like the eighteen seventies. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna stay on this planet and be a detective. Yeah, I'm th- done with time travel. I think that makes sense to me. Uh, like the call box, he was like, yeah, no, this is my style. I'm sticking with it. Seriously, he just had one of those red telephone boxes and not a blue police box. Yes. So he was like, I'll just leave this here, and then lost it at some point. He's like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> It's all right. Yeah. I have my cravat. I'm fine. Yeah, that's all he really needs. Uh, I really do love the mental image of Helen after she destroys this box and calms down a little bit, whips out her phone and Googles world's greatest detective <laughs> or maybe greatest, world's greatest detective New York City area. Like <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> She wouldn't say the New York City part to him. No, no, she's no. trying to get him on the case. Yeah, but she, she wants him said, to, to pump him up. Yeah. yeah. Greatest detective in New York City. Uh, yeah. It's truly oh. just a great, great mental image. I I love that idea. Like, she got really, really mad, destroyed mm-hmm. the box. She, you know, she blew off some steam. And then right then, she's like, all right, what am I going to do next? Yes. Because she has that kind of decisiveness to her. Yeah. It really fits. And then she found out who to go to She and, and what she was going to do and why she had to do it. Laid her, you know, thought about what she was going to say, got her argument ready, went mm-hmm. there, delivered. And she does say when she gets there that his office was closed. So she went to his oh, office yes. first and then was like, all right, not there. going to go to his, found out where he lived, mm-hmm. which I imagine might not be the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and then That's that third grade teacher ingenuity. She knows how to research and find information. She roll with whatever situation. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, uh, now that you've reminded me of Blanc's office, that was that's another thing I would love to get a glimpse of in the next movie. Do you think maybe Philip is his secretary? <laughs> and, and, and well, at work he calls him Mr. Blanc. Oh yes. And at home, at home, just Blanc. Oh God, I'm. I I want his secretary to be like a really, a real mouthy broad. Ooh, a just real, a classic like, you know, old old style New York kind of Long Island lady. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Block, what do you want? Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Sorry for that terrible <laughs> accent. That was a mistake for the moment I opened my mouth, but you know like, what I'm trying to say. I think that would be like, fantastic. You can't possibly believe she types that fast with those nails, but she does. Yes. Ooh, like that. Rhea Perlman. Sure. <laughs> sure. I think yeah. she'd be great. Because, yeah, it has, I, not has to, but I love the idea of, again, a Miss Marple style character where it's yeah, just yeah. an older woman that everyone underestimates blanc knows that she has killed several men as like <laughs> or not even men she's she was uh what are they called a sniper in world war ii and like took out platoons of nazis like she is yeah, on yeah. top of it and he's like yes this is a woman i can trust <laughs> <laughs> she knows what she's about i Again, Mr. Johnson. Um, yeah. I hope taking notes. Yeah. No, I could, I could, I, I totally buy that. I totally buy that. I that I would, I would love for him to have um, another. Uh, yeah, not someone he calls like during cases very much, but someone who is you know minds the store when he's not. Yeah, there and, and she can hold down clients. the fort and like yeah. kind of suss out what is a case that he would be interested in versus someone who might be wasting his time or just coming because they're very wealthy and want him to do something for him for yeah. them she's like that's yeah, not can, what he's about <laughs> you could be that i mean a, a poirot had a secretary that oh, yeah. makes sense yeah yeah i i dig it yeah ryan we are doing so much of the legwork for you <laughs> again just you know sit on these ideas noodle over them writer strike when it's done and dusted we're here we're ready to work I will say, visually and like sound, I don't think I have anything to add on this minute. Different from the last mm-hmm. minute, I think we get sort of the same thing. We get mm-hmm. the the music is picking up. Um, you know, this, like little tingles and then like the long low notes. This is like, you know, mystery music. Mm-hmm. Um. The really contrast with the fugue. We get a really good zoom in when Blanc starts talking about, but if someone was to get him alone on an island for the someone, weekend, like you, yeah, yeah, we get that that <laughs> slow zoom in on him as he's having this, yeah. you know, idea that she's led him to, yeah. and uh, those ice blue peepers. Oh, his eyes. <laughs> so and scary. then, that's pretty much it. I don't. I don't think I have anything else to say about the minute. I, um, except this has set everything up really well for for the rest of their conversation and then further on. Yes, if this is the eye of the hurricane, the winds are starting to pick up again. The eye yeah, wall is we are, coming. <laughs> we are like nearing. If we're, if we're like right in the middle, or now just passing that, and we're starting to see the next part of the storm is coming up. Exactly. We're gonna. We're going to finish up our flashback before too long and mm-hmm. then be back in it. Yes. 
really just some fantastic minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's all the spoilers I want to talk about either. Are there anything else you want to say about the rest of the movie? Um, hmm. You know, again, even though with this big twist and now that we're kind of in on what's happening, again, this is really where I think I just fully let go of trying to guess what was going to happen next when I first saw this and was like, you know, I'm just, again, in it for the ride. I just want to see what happens now, especially (laughs) now, like you mentioned, right before our minute started, it appears that Helen slash Andy has been shot. So it's like, where do we go from here? What's about to happen after this flashback is wrapped up? So now you're really on the edge of your seat. And the whole hot sauce reveal was one of the funniest things. Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah. I think, again, just Ryan is so good at balancing the drama and the comedy of it all that it makes it enjoyable to watch again and again. Like, it's still funny to me when I see that, like, the hot sauce that Blanc grabbed, I think it was um, Duke's hot sauce, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. His brand, yeah. Yeah, his brand hot sauce where he's like, splash it all over you. (laughs) (laughs) And then that slow drip of the hot sauce towards her nose oh oh in the theater there was one guy going no 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 he's doing it very (laughs) quietly but because this was still you know pandemic uh there weren't a lot of people at my screening and we were kind of spread out but i could still hear him (laughs) it was so funny i was like yeah that's how we're feeling dude that's it exactly we agree we agree (laughs) i like i said up until the up until this flashback started, mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, the real mystery is Miles is going to get, there's going to be a tender murder on Miles, or Miles will die, and then we'll figure out, well, which of these people did it, and, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and something like, maybe it's going to be Andy, because uh, I didn't realize. I, she was a prime suspect. and oh, yeah. But I thought, maybe maybe this is the misdirect. The big the big question is, did Andy really do it, or was, that a, or was Andy a red herring? And then we find all of this stuff out and we're like, okay, so not only is Duke not the murder and there's not going to be a murder of Miles, Mm -hmm. Duke is not the murder because the real murder happened that we all care about ages ago. Duke is a a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. He he, he doesn't have the sympathy to be the uh, the sympathy or the, or the, even those mysteries where the murder, the victim is usually like, a jerk and so you don't feel as bad for them mm-hmm. they usually are still somewhat important and interesting and i don't feel like duke is either particularly interesting yeah or compelling he's i mean well <laughs> acted oh definitely again and, th- like, and that's good another job. person that's dave bautista if you haven't seen him in blade runner is it 2042 yes yeah he is so good in that movie and many of his other roles He's another person that has been able to step into the spotlight and really showcase his talent and what he's able to do. So here, you know, I, I enjoyed his character because Dave Bautista plays him well. Did I enjoy his character as a human being? No. Yeah, no, no, no. It wouldn't be, I wouldn't care. Like, oh, he got murdered. But, yeah. but they were trying to get someone else, and that's what's important here. Yeah, if yeah, anything, and... I felt bad for his mom. Yeah, yeah. 
I felt bad for his mom. I felt bad for his girlfriend, who yes. seemed like kind of another hanger on and kind yeah, of sad. Yeah, but also seemed to really care for him. You yeah, know? And she, she did. Yeah, truly was sad and was also worried about how his mom was going to feel. That little bit where Andy not being aware, or Helen as Andy not being aware that Duke was dead. <laughs> oh, right. And making, yeah. and that made her think that she had killed Duke. Yeah, that was so it. funny. Oh. Ratcheted up the tension because you see an, an an enmity forming that might get somebody killed. Yeah, and so it was like this is becoming more tense because misunderstanding at the same time was also funny, oh, which yeah. is that's a that's a really that's a heck of a trick to play. Oh, well yes. done, like it's that's in the writing and the performing. Well exactly, done in directing. Yeah, and um, we've spoken yeah. a lot in our minutes about how Helen will focus her anger and her rage into one object and then into action. Uh, yeah. She does that again at, at the close of the movie where she runs around smashing all of those glass uh, statues yeah. and then chooses her opportune moment to really bring it all down on Miles's head. And yeah. Janelle Monet sells it so well, just the physicality of it, the way the, the mood of the group moves from, yeah, we're with you to like, okay, this is kind of going wild to, oh no, what's happening? <laughs> Like a single-minded intensity that mm-hmm. that like reminded me of of uh, of of Beatrix Kiddo, the bride and Kill Bill, yes. of like a revenge is my business. Mm-hmm. Like what the what the uh, the the sword maker says, if if this is what you do, if you are seeking revenge, then you must stop at nothing. If if you meet God, you must cut him. Like that. <laughs> like that's the like intensity that she has especially in that oh, yeah. even when she's searching for the letter uh that we see her going through like um oh yeah everyone's uh, rooms like yeah. duke stuff yeah in front right in front of uh his you know his his girlfriend but also at the end when she's smashing stuff mm-hmm. and 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 the big thing yeah so good i want to see janelle more and, and more stuff now. oh yeah i'm excited yeah. for her future acting career any music she wants to put out for us to listen to, just to see pictures of her and her different outfits, everything, <laughs> everything, Janelle. Let's do it. Uh, I, I, I feel spent. Is there anything else you want to say? No, I've really enjoyed uh, discussing these minutes with you, Park. I have too. It's been a very good time, and I've, I have, increased new enjoyment for these minutes and and the movie because the movie, in a way, it really does turn on these like yes this this bit is really great yeah i guess i have to go reread the iliad now <laughs> it's good fun hey <laughs> it, uh check out the the uh the lombardo translation there's a new one too uh, i don't oh i feel really bad here the same there are not many if any translations of homer translated mm-hmm. by women but there is a recent one by a woman and i can't remember the new translator's name it came oh, out like the last few years Lombardo also though is my favorite Iliad. Um, really good. Fitzgerald is also good, but I like Lombardo. Uh, check check out plug for the Iliad. Check out the Iliad. Um, <laughs> but ever is there anything you would like to plug before we go? Your social media or any other projects? Uh, again, Ryan, we've given you lots of great ideas. Just noodle <laughs> on them, think them through. Maybe start talking to the Muppets now so that they're prepared after all the strikes are wrapped up to really get things moving. Uh, again, you can shoot me a quick message at AMBRRR on the former bird app. And yeah, everyone, I'd love to chat with Glass Onion uh, about Glass Onion with you. 
remember us when you see uh, when you see Gerald Agamemnon, the Yorkshire <laughs> Terrier, in yeah. the next uh, Benoit Blanc yeah. adventure. A very smart little cravat tra- tied around his neck. <laughs> and check us out at Glass Onion Men, all one word, on the app formerly known as Twitter. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Glass Onion Minute on your podcatcher of choice. Goodbye, Amber, and you will see someone else next week for the next minute minute 76 bye bye